name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today, we read a very popular passage, a striking passage where we see the Lord raising Lazarus from the dead. And in this passage, we notice tons of confusions. We notice on several occasions, Mary, Martha, the people around asking the Lord questions. The ways of Christ in this passage defied normal human thinking, it defied logic. The choice of his words, his preaching, his weeping are all ways of getting us to question things, make us try to understand him in a new light. We put ourselves in the shoes of Mary and Martha and we ask, we would have asked these questions of, we've seen you do miracle after miracle after miracle. We are close to you. You have shown, we have opened your house to you, O Lord. My brother's been sick and you were not here. Where were you? Time and time again, I've been waiting. I've been here for you. Where are you when I am waiting for you? Why even wait after he dies to show up? Why go through? You're two miles away. Two miles away, Bethany. He was in Bethany two miles away. And he knew that he was sick. It's an easy travel. Doable in less than a day on walking. Why did you not come? Why does he weep? Why do you weep, Lord, when you know you will raise him up? Many questions. Many questions one can ask himself. And oftentimes we find ourselves in similar shoes. Asking the Lord, where are you? Why is such and such a thing happening? And I come to question my relationship with God and I come to question His divinity, come to question His existence. I leave myself with questions and confusions. But one thing we need to know and remember is our Lord is not an author of confusion. And this gospel teaches us precisely this, that he came, that he may, and he tells this to Mary and Martha. If you believe in me, I come that you may have life. I come to give purpose for you to give you life. But always remember one thing. My ways are not your ways, nor my thoughts, your thoughts says the Lord our God to Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah, he says, My ways are not your ways, nor my thoughts your thoughts. But one thing you need to know is that I came that you may have life. So why then do we find ourselves in confusion? We're going to go through three different reasons why we find ourselves confused at times. First, confusion 
is the work of an author. For God is not the author of confusion, says St. Paul, but of peace in all churches of the saints. And he continues in 2 Corinthians, he says, In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. He has schemes, which schemes, schemes of confusion. He is the author of confusion. Satan exploits vulnerabilities. He comes to find us in moments of weakness, moments where we are in pain, moments where there is suffering, moments where we have needs, and he exploits and makes you question God, makes you confused about God. We can only think very simply is, you know, even in the temptation on the mount with Christ himself, in a vulnerability of hunger, he comes and incites temptation. He comes and incites questions that pose confusion. In the creation of Adam and Eve, he goes and says to Eve, when she sees something that grabs her attention, and he brings a sense of confusion and doubt, did God really say, you can't eat from any tree in the garden. Now often does he come and do the same with us. Did God really help you in such and such event? Was God really by your side in your suffering? Didn't you suffer on your own and go through it on your own? Did God really help you to find the career you're in or to find XYZ, your spouse. He comes and aims at your heart in the moments of vulnerabilities. Maybe before marrying your spouse, you prayed and prayed and prayed and saw all the signs. But then 15 years later, it's fight after fight after fight with the spouse. Are you questioning? Did God really, was God really the one behind this? Maybe God's not there after all. This isn't meant to be. Or do you realize that God was indeed the purpose and he's allowing you to grow through these conflicts and wanting you to see something that may give you life. Everything that the Lord does, its purpose is to give you life eternal life one life that is full joyful and sustained both here on earth and on the earth to come or in the world to come satan is the author of confusion look at this verse for satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light how sad and deceiving how difficult it is and how important it is for us to yearn, to want, to seek the spirit of discernment. Because he wants to deceive us. And he uses these vulnerabilities. But know and be confident. The Lord is there. His ways are not your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. He acts differently, but he's there. 
He's there and he will show himself in due time. Keep yearning for him, keep seeking him. And you will see how these things that may seem confusing are really there. He's in these midst and trying to bring you to a path of glory and life. So this is the first reason or one of the reasons we find ourselves confused at times. The second is sadly by this world of consumerism, this society. Over the last hundred years, the average consumption of various items has to the very minimum doubled, even sometimes tripled, or even times become 10 times more. With the growth, you know, talking, we're looking, I was looking at articles and from the 1920s to you know, 100, 100 years, the world has changed significantly. And our response to the world and our attachment to the world has and our consumerism in the world has changed. With radios now able to feed, in the 50s and the 60s, able to feed thoughts in people's minds, consumerism changed a bit. With the coming of television in the 80s, 90s, consumerism increased even more as ads became there. And not only was it through our ears, but it became through our ears and our eyes. And now, in this day and age where we have both the radio, we have TVs, and we have our third arm, which is our telephone, our smartphone. We are using our eyes, our ears, our touch as we scroll through different things and see ads and ads and ads. And everything that is done in this ad, the advertisement world has become so smart that they want, they know how to feed thoughts specific to you to consume you and feed you thoughts, feed you a way of life. And so we've become accustomed to wanting things instantly, wanting things immediately, because everything's at our, at our reach. This consumerism world has taught us this. But Orthodox Christianity is far from that. Orthodox Christianity teaches us completely different things. The one desire we have in Orthodox Christianity is union with God and everything brings us to this union with God. All our interactions, all that we do should be a yearning or an extension of our desire to be in union with God. There is one path and it is a narrow path, a path that is difficult, not easy and through comfort and through immediateness. If we look at stories in scripture, this consumerism tendency that we have in almost everything in our life was so not there in the majority of all the greatest prophets and all the greatest people who have come to be so close to God. Moses spent 40 years in the wilderness before his calling. He went in Pharaoh's house, was thrown in a basket, was taken out of the basket, lived in Pharaoh's house for X amount of years. Why am I here? I'm an Israelite. I'm confused. He tries to try to do something about it. He takes things in his own hands, does create havoc, chaos. He commits murder. Things are ugly. He tries to take things in his own hands immediately. 
That was not the Lord's calling for him. It took 40 years in the wilderness. 40 years. Before the Lord told him, now this is your calling. Abraham was 100 years old before God fulfilled a promise. A promise that God delivered to Abraham 25 years before. He told him, Abraham, at the age of 75 around, Abraham, you will be a father of nations. Go leave your country and go enter the promised land. And he goes, he leaves and gets to the promised land. Years pass by. Where is this? Where is this promise you're speaking of? And people are feeding doubts to him. Tell him, well, maybe you should have kids with someone other than your spouse. And that creates disaster. But then years later pass by and the Lord fulfills his promise. Joseph went through mountains of confusing events. He has a dream that he will be there as almost head of his brothers and sisters. Only to find himself when he shares this being rejected by his family. Going to a new land where there's no one. And he gets rejected there, sent into prisons. Why, Lord? Why? The Lord has his time. And eventually he becomes the right hand of Pharaoh years later. Through a preservation of integrity and constant focus on God, the Lord delivers and delivers us from any sense of confusion. He gives it purpose and he gives us purpose in due time. God is not an author of confusion, but a God with a plan that requires patience. And we see this today again in the, in the story of Lazarus, where God had a plan. God had a plan to show his works that all may believe in him. Finally, one of the last reasons we find ourselves confused is we bring it on ourselves. We bring on ourselves in our stubbornness and wanting to live away from God or not making efforts to even seek God. We spoke about how crucial is the spirit of discernment. How can I find the spirit of discernment without seeking the instructions of God, the instructions of God which are written in Scripture? How can I see God and discern God when I persist in a life of darkness? He who is light, I can't live in a life of darkness. can't live in a life of darkness and sin and persistence thereof. And actually he says this, this brings confusion. In, in the book of Daniel he says, O Lord, righteousness, O Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but to us shame of face. Shame of face here is, in other translation talks about, or more accurate translation would talk about confusion, the one who brings confusion. As it is this day, to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, those near and those far off in all the countries to which you have driven them because of the unfaithfulness which they have committed against you. To us, we bring on ourselves confusion because of the faithfulness, if you look at the last sentence, because of the unfaithfulness which they have committed against you. We bring confusion on ourselves because we are stubborn and always wanting to persist in the life of darkness at times. Sometimes there's this one sin I persist on. I know it's there. I don't even try to figure it out. I don't even try to bring it in light and confession. Sometimes it's just a very minor sin. It could be just 
you know, I'm not fully honest. I'm not lying, but I'm not fully honest. And I am aware. But it's something simple. It's okay. I need to be fully honest. Have a full life of integrity in everything. Not called to be perfect, but to always try to fight darkness. Our God calls us to choose life before answers. Sometimes it's okay to be confused. Sometimes it's okay to not have answers because we trust God and know that in due time an answer will come and it will have purpose and everything I am going through, all this confusion is there to bring me to life. Those who trust in, Mount, in the Lord are like Mount Zion which cannot be moved. This is trust. Trust despite things that may give us and bring us into question. May the Lord grant us a spirit of discernment, knowing that sometimes it is just evil trying to bring confusion or even our consumerism tendencies that do not let us to see what is the true path or give us a spirit of true repentance that fights against any life of darkness may the lord give us all these blessings keep us away from confusion but really keep us in his life and towards the life that we may say his glory and glory be to god forever amen